In the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3, Jesus prays for himself to be glorified so that God will be glorified himself and so that Jesus can provide eternal life. Well, how does the Son glorify the Father? Well, let's take a look at the flow of the argument. God has given Jesus authority over all flesh so that Jesus can give eternal life to all that God draws to himself. So God is predestined. He has decreed that a people will be a gift to his son. We talked about this back in John chapter 6, verse 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And then again in John chapter 6, verse 44, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him. And I understand that many people have varying viewpoints on what exactly that means. But no one can get around the biblical truth that salvation is all of God. And if it were not for God's initiating and wooing and drawing grace, no dead man would ever be made alive. But what does people having eternal life have to do with God's glory? Look at verse 3. And this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So here's the argument. Jesus says, Father, I'm ready for the cross so that you can be glorified, and you are glorified when your people truly know you. I'm ready to die so that others can live in communion with you. But how does Jesus' death accomplish communion with God for us? How does Jesus' death allow him to give eternal life to all those God has given to him? And how does this allow them to know God? Well, I've noticed that there are several mindsets in America today regarding what it means to know God. One is that everyone intrinsically knows God and that he's just like a puppy dog just waiting at the door for us to walk in and pat him on the head. Well, that's one mindset. There's another mindset that addresses the weakness of this viewpoint by saying, if I do enough good things that outweigh my bad things, then God will accept me, and that's the way to be on good terms with God, and I will know God in that way. But where does the standard of good and bad come from? Who determines what is good, noble, versus selfish? Because if I'm the one grading, then I'm probably going to be grading on a curve, right? And I'm going to make myself look pretty good. So some might say that that's what the Bible is all about, just follow the rules, but we can't. And that's actually what the Bible is all about, that we can't follow all of the rules. In fact, that was one of the main arguments Jesus made over and again to the religious leaders of his day, and that when they did think they were following the rules, they wanted everyone to look and praise them and not God. So watch this. The laws of God are going to be the standard by which God is going to judge everyone in the world. And the judgment will not just have to do with actions, but your thought life and the intentions and motivations of your heart as well. It'll be like one of those movies to where people can hear what you think. There will be no hiding from the darkness of your own heart and mind. Can you imagine how horrifying that day is going to be? The best week of your life will be more horrifying than anything we might watch on 2020 or Dateline. That's the reality, and that is the horrifying news for us, that we will stand before a holy and just and righteous judge. So what does Jesus do so that we can know God in a good, life-giving way? Look at what Jesus says next in verse 4. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. 
Well, what is he speaking of? How did Jesus glorify God? Remember, to glorify someone means to celebrate them and to make them look really good by exposing their true nature. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus exposed the Father's justice and righteousness to the religious gatekeepers of his day. Jesus exposed God's sovereignty and power over all of creation. And Jesus put on display the love and the grace of God to the broken, to the outcast, to the least of these. Jesus revealed to us the truth concerning God the Father. So how do we gain access to this kind and gracious and merciful, but also holy God, if we are deceitful and hateful and selfish? Well, in God's plan of redemption, He sends His Son who willingly and faithfully obeys His Father in taking and carrying our sin to the cross. And He receives the righteous judgment we deserve. Jesus receives the sentence and the punishment that our crimes have earned, which is the wrath of God, so that forgiveness can be ours. Not by us working for it, but by trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. That is good news. And when a person does that, when they believe that, Jesus grants to them, justly and rightly so, eternal life, because not only did Jesus die for our sin, but he also rose from the dead because he's more powerful than sin. And this is how Jesus makes God look really good. Jesus, by going to the cross, says, God is worth this. Knowing God is worth this. Pleasing God is worth this. He is worthy of all of this. And Jesus is the only one who could do that because of his perfection. Today, when you pray, please pray for Matthew Prather and his family, our missionaries in Texas. And also remember the Portuguese-Brazilian LifeWord broadcast that's heard in Brazil.